This is Intune, the podcast where musicians tell the stories behind their sound. On this season finale of Intune San Francisco, we hear Marsha Addy, singer, songwriter, and cantor of Congregation Emmanuel in San Francisco, describe growing up in a home with no religion and how that has influenced her sound and songwriting process. Marsha describes the power music holds in connecting people regardless of background or religion. Listen up to explore the intersection of spirituality and song and hear Marsha's beautiful voice and story. And remember, if you hear a song or sound you like, check out the episode description for all features. Oh goodness, okay. My name is Marcia Addy, and while I do have a title of cantor, I don't generally call myself that really, except for in work situations. I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter, I'm an artist, I'm a wannabe filmmaker. I mean, I'm a filmmaker. (laughs) I grew up in Southern California, about an hour east of Los Angeles in a little place called West Covina, which you would really only know West Covina if you were driving through to Claremont or to Palm Springs. It's like a little town. You know, as a kid, I never studied singing or music or anything like that, but I was always just a singer, you know, just a home singer, you know, and with my friends and stuff. I played guitar, and I just was self-taught. I never even never took lessons. But like I said, it wasn't like anything official, but it was just, just part of my life, you know. Probably you're the same way. Seem My schooling was in modern dance. Uh, I have an undergraduate degree in modern dance and a graduate degree in dance movement therapy. Yeah, I never really practiced. I mean, I practiced for one year, but the singing kept calling me and kept kind of pulling me. But my training was in dance, which I feel like is really part of my work as a singer because just for so many reasons and ways. It's hard to sometimes put a lot of this in language for me, but I'm, you know, I'm an intuitive. I'm not somebody who thinks a lot through kind of how and what I do. I'll, I'll try to put things into language for you, but I think I really am an intuitive. I come from a nonverbal place. I didn't grow up in a religious household, so I'd never, ever been to synagogue in my life until I got a job working in a temple. My parents, even though they they weren't religious at all, but they wanted us to have like a a Jewish identity. We joined this like international kibbutz um, youth movement of the day. And so I grew up in a kibbutz, like very secular. And I mean, even more than secular, really anti-religious youth group. (laughs) I know it's funny that this is what I do now. So my name is Marcia Addy and I live in San Francisco, but this was the first show I ever sang in. So I told you I grew up in a house with no religion and no mention of God or anything like that. And But I remember being a little kid and being outside on my driveway. It's funny, a lot of things have happened to me in driveways, but anyway. Um, I was in the driveway to my parents' house and I was singing and I was 
it's like I didn't have language for this, so I'll just say now I could, we'll call it God, okay? I don't know what, but some presence or something. But I was singing to this. My song was being called out to some sort of presence. And I remember the feeling. I remember a feeling came over me of like, whoa. But then also feeling self-conscious about it too. Like, oh, I hope nobody sees me do this, you know, because this is like really private. Lots of times, actually, when I write music, I am addressing that presence or something. Like there's a conversation, I'm calling out to something. Again, it's hard to put into words because I don't think about it this way. I am feeling some sort of like conversation. Not always, but lots of times when I write music, I'll, I'll go into nature so that I can be alone and have that freedom of like singing out to the sky. I have to ask what else happened in driveways. Yeah, no, I have sat in driveways at nighttime as an adult and have written songs there. Odd. I never thought about it, but yeah, I have. I've written probably, you know, four or five songs in driveways. It's an entryway to your home, you know? So it's like not, you're not in your home yet and you're not out in the world yet, but it's like this in-between place. After I finished high school, I went to live on a kibbutz in Israel for a year, and I ended up staying for a few years. And then I came back. I had this friend like, who they needed somebody to work at this place who could do Jewish music with kids. It was in a residential treatment center in L.A. It's called Vista Del Mar. So there are about 100 teenagers that lived there that had been taken out of their homes. They needed somebody that could speak Hebrew and sing stuff with kids, with Jewish kids. And so they so they said, oh, well, you, could you do that? And I was like, okay. And I had never been to a synagogue before at all. Seriously, I was probably around 30 or something. I don't remember how old I was when it started. They taught me like the Shema. These are like the basic Jewish prayers. You know, I'd never, I didn't know of them, you know, like the Shema and the Baruch Hu. It's like, oh, I could do that, you know. The kids were like sort of half Jewish and half not. And I totally connected with them. I just completely, like as soon as I had a guitar in my hand, I had these hundred kids in the room and I'm singing like my heart opened up, their hearts opened up. We fell in love with each other. I stayed there for 13 years. And I'd never had a job like that at all. It was my first singing job, my first Jewish-related job, everything. I want to do the chorus again so you can sing it with me. The walls are coming down. The walls are coming down and down and life is going round and life is going round. synagogue work started happening and then dot 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 I moved to the Bay Area I was working at Emmanuel in San Francisco after I, I'd been Emmanuel a long time doing song leading and also cantorial work there and then they came to me at a certain point and said would you like to become a cantor they offered me an education and I wasn't sure I wanted to do it you know because I was sort of more comfortable as an outsider you know with outsider status I wasn't sure I wanted to join the club but I thought you know hey they're offering me a free education maybe I should just do it you know why don't I find out because I always sort of had one foot in and one foot out of, of my work in a way and so I said okay I commuted every week from San Francisco to Los Angeles for just two days. 
And I went to school. I actually really loved school. School was really fun. Because I didn't grow up in synagogue, when I do what I do, I don't have any baggage of what it's supposed to sound like. I just kind of do it how I do it, <laughs> you know? Not a lot of feeling pressure that it has to sound or fit into some category. And, you know, I think about that first job that I had at that residential treatment center. That was all about just like singing in order to connect with these kids who were in trouble. I never thought about it in this particular way, but like that probably was part of my training. Not just Cantor, but every singer has like a different gift. And for me, my thing was always about how to connect. That's the bigger impulse in me, is to connect through music with people. One thing that I've heard a lot from people at Temple is like, they were, this sounds funny to say, but they were like alienated from religion, you know, until they kind of heard me because they didn't know it could be like that. because I didn't have that background. I had the freedom to just be myself, you know, and just do it. I'm, I'm an emotionally driven person. So it doesn't, you know, it just comes out how it comes out. I actually wrote Heart of Mine across a few years. I didn't write it all at once. Oh, heart of mine, lost and fine, my home is sometimes near. Really, I was heartbroken. I had a reaction to feeling rejected. But then I think it was this feeling of um, compassion for myself, being able to access a place of feeling self-love and compassion for myself while I was feeling the heartbroken part, you know? So it kind of came out of that experience. I was working at a summer camp when I finished it, and then the camp just, like, loved it. I was at Camp Tawanga, that's a camp up here in Yosemite, and there was one night, it was like, I think I was leaving. I had been there for two weeks during the summer, and it was just with staff, but they have a huge staff. So we're in the dining hall, and there were probably like a hundred staff, and everybody got in a huge circle, and they sang it to me. And I just like, oh, yeah, I just like, it was a, such a special moment, you know, and they sang it with such love and like, it was very lovely to have them sing that to me. And I remember that and I remember just feeling overwhelmed by how, how, how good it felt. I'm a Hebrew enthusiast. Hebrew is a very deep language and I, I speak Hebrew and I think about Hebrew a lot. It's kind of funny, but it's actually on my mind a lot. The language and words, it's kind of a magical language to me. Adonai. 
I would choose English to make it accessible to people. And then I'm also unhappy with the translations that are given in prayer books and stuff. So if I add English, usually it's to try to improve upon what the prayer book says. Everything, no thing. Having a background in dance, I have a few pieces that have movement that go with them. And one of them is called The Big Open. It's actually on both of my albums, but it actually has a dance that goes with it. In addition to speaking Hebrew, I'm also a fluent signer. In terms of choreography, I sometimes use sign language as a, a little thing, but I make it bigger. You know, so I'll take the source of a sign and I might put it instead of on my fingers, I might use my whole body to, to make that sign. The big open is what comes my spirit, my woman's spirit. So I was at an um, expressive arts therapy conference and I got invited to perform for the attendees. The Big Open has kind of a sign language origin dance in it. If I'm in a group that seems up for it, I do it repeat after me style, so they do it with me. I just do, you know, the Big Open, and everybody says, the Big Open, everybody does it with me back and forth. Anyway, so I did it at that conference, and it was kind of magical experience. I love performing with people from different religions and cultures and I mean that's in a way like the highest form of singing I think in a way is when you sing with people that are different than you or you transcend your differences through singing I mean that's what it's like that's what it's meant for you know to connect us all you know in a way like when I'm singing in synagogue even then I'm also sort of trying to build a bridge between me and all these people who I don't necessarily know what their inner life is like but maybe I can connect with them through song and then take that another step further, people from, let's say, Third Baptist or just people from different faiths, you know. And when you sing and you realize that you share, you know, this basic humanity together, um, yeah, it's a, that's a really powerful, good experience. Olam Chesed which means um, a world of love will be built. It's written by a rabbi. His name is Menachem Creditor. It's just kind of a repeating this kind of like a mantra, Olam Chesed And then it's translated into English. And he put this English, it says, um, I will build a world of love. You will build a world of love. And then it says, and if we build a world of love, then God will build a world of love, which I like that because it's a partnership we can't just put it all out into the universe and say, make everything better. If we work on making it better, then God, and God I know is a huge word and means a lot of things to a lot of different people, but that somehow the universe, the world will meet us, respond to us if we all do right and live lives of, with compassion and justice, you know, at the center of it. Oh, friend of mine, eyes that shine and help me feel that I am not. Today, Marsha is still connecting with the Emmanuel community through virtual services, music videos, and more. 
Her song, Heart of Mine, has been a Jewish summer camp hit single since 1995 and continues to ring through Temple Emmanuel synagogue halls. Be sure to follow Marsha wherever you listen to music to stay up to date on her latest music and video releases. The next season of Intune will be coming out this spring, Intune Nashville. But in the meantime, follow Intune the podcast on Instagram to stay up to date. And thank you all so much for listening and supporting this podcast. I'm Abby Walker, and this is Intune.